Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It stands up, but it's not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. No wonder your show is number one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to ENN. On Tiwi. Ray Rowe. I'd like to start off by saying good evening to Michael. Hi, don't you look pretty. And good evening to Don. It's baseball, so Peter's drifted off. Good evening to myself. I don't have a man cave. Also true. But that's not forever. No. He Maybe you seem like a man cave guy. I'm a big boy. I, I, I'm more a music, you know, broadcasty space guy. You, you know, you could be a man in both of those businesses. I know, but I'm just saying... I don't know that it would be like a, quote, man cave. It's it's something different with all the audio equipment, turntables, records, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Wait till start... your son Guadalupe wants to have a man cave. You'll have one then. Is that, I don't, do kids get to decide on the man cave? Well, I mean, if your son's into sports or your daughter's into sports, they might want a man cave. Where a well, lot of sports stuff is. I mean, you're going to collect a lot of awards for doing the show. You want to be able yeah. to display them. It's a great like, point. Like Meet the Parents. You might have that. Uh, remember with, with Gaylord, they had all the things he did, all the fifth place finish ribbons and stuff. You might have that for <laughs> young Peter. just like No, Guadalupe. Where I, oh, that's Rosenberg. right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Guadalupe for finishing You know, the participation trophy in like skipping rope. Would, would it make you cry, Peter, if Guadalupe on his high school team sits on the bench like you and just comes in to run or bunt? No. I had a good time. <laughs> uh, let's go back to last night and hear the, the brilliance of our very own Michael King. And the 3-2. Drill deep to left field. This could be it. See ya. He's done it. Number 61. He's been chasing history, and now he makes it. He and Roger Maris are tied with 61 home runs, the most anybody has ever hit in a single season in American League history. You got it right. You got it right. Could be it. When did you decide you were going to do the little Rizzuto Throwback. I guess last he didn't weekend. listen to the last. Yeah, time. he didn't listen to the last. There new, are there not listeners all the time? Uh, last last weekend, <laughs> I was sitting in the booth at Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. and I had some time. I had filled out all my stuff, and I was just you know fiddling around with the phone, and I said, "Let me listen to Rizzuto's call because it's oh, it's almost obscured by the crowd, but you can definitely hear the beginning." The amazing part of that call is he was so good doing play by play. He said fastball. I don't know if you remember that, Don. He said, fastball swung on deep to right. This could be it. Way back there. And then, holy cow. 
Although, but I heard that if you use a signature part of your call, it's it's bringing attention to yourself. So uh, I, ta- I, I called Marv today and said, you know, you should have never said yes during all those NBA finals. And I called Mike and said, don't say bang because that you're bringing attention to yourself. Well, you, clearly you saw it go in. So who needs it accentuated with, you know, great announcers? <laughs> Let's hear from Aaron Judge. His feelings on hitting 61. It's an incredible honor, you know, and getting a chance to be associated with one of the Yankee greats, you know, one of baseball's greats, be enshrined with him forever is words can't describe it. That's one thing that's so special about the Yankees organization is all the guys that came before us and kind of paved the way and played the game the right way, did the things the right way, did a lot of great things in this game and getting a chance to be, you know, mentioned with those guys now is, uh, I I can't even describe it. It's it's, it's, an incredible honor, that's for sure. See, Peter, that's the breadcrumb that he'll occasionally throw down when he when he talks so um, glowingly about the Yankee organization. Mm-hmm. That's the breadcrumb. But you, should we should we just gobble it up and think, well, he's coming back no matter what? Because he could have come back for two hundred and thirteen well, million, and he didn't do that. But what's the motivation for the crumb? Is the motivation like I want to let everybody know? Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. Maybe. I or, don't know. He's, he's tough to read. He's or, really smart. Or the motivation can be, listen, I'm saying all the right things here, and if they don't resign me, it's on them. Could be. Could be that, too. I, I really honestly don't think he knows because I think he's committed himself to, if not go to the highest bidder, at least the possibility of somebody blowing the Yankees away. And he's, and he's not going to turn that down. I don't think he's going to give any kind of a discount, and he probably doesn't really honestly know what the Yankees are going to do. We think that they're going to pull out all the stops. They may not. And if they don't, they're going to lose them. I, was I don't talking, think he knows what they're going to do. I was talking with my barber today. Any and, football picks? No, no. That's just Mr. Bruni. Uh, and he said, <laughs> well, they should – don't they have that exclusive negotiating window at the end of the World Series? Like for a week, I said, yeah, but if you're him, you've played the whole year to have 29 other teams bid. Why would you well, – why would you do in that exclusive negotiating? Unless the Yankees come in and go, we'll give you $50 million a year for like 10 years, then you know, that would be fine. But, but I, I don't think signing in that exclusive negotiating window makes much sense when you, you took so many chances playing the whole year. Yeah, but it really depends on what the offer is. Like you said, you gave an outrageous you know, $50 million a year, but what if it's substantially more than their last offer? Could he say, well, all right, well, they, they have at least – They've at least come across with a better offer. It was worth betting on myself because it's way more than if I had accepted their original offer. And but now the offer has to, it has to the offer has to be double better because well not double no no I don't mean literally double but I mean right. twice as good from an emotional standpoint because it has to be better. He earned it. His value went up. If if he was a car. If he was a $50,000 car, well, guess what? Now, yeah. in the market, he would be a $75,000 car. But, at the same, but, but here, here's where, I, if, if I'm a Yankee fan, I'm, I'm feeling happy. Is the Yankees may feel obligated to bring him back based on everything that happened. But the apprehension other teams would have still exists. I, I don't think anybody didn't want to give him the money because they didn't think he was great. They don't want to give him the money because he's going to be 31 years old in June. Well, that, not, that has not changed. You know, so, uh, I, I, Peter, if I wasn't willing to give him, say, nine years, this season doesn't change me on that if I'm, an, if I'm another organization because it's not like he's younger. The risk is still there. But for the Yankees, hey, I don't want to give him nine, but, God, can I really afford to lose him? 
Let's hear from Roger Maris Jr. on what this means. I think it means a lot, and that's not just for me. I think it means a lot for a lot of people, you know, that uh, he's clean, he's a Yankee, he plays the game the right way, and, uh, you know, I think it gives people a chance to look at somebody who, uh, you know, should be revered for hitting 62 home runs and not just as a, a guy who did it in the American League. He should be revered for, you know, being the actual single-season home run champ. I mean, that's really who he is if he hits 62, and uh, and I think that's what needs to happen. I think baseball needs to look at the records, and I think baseball should do something. They will do nothing. Roger Maris Jr. is a great guy. I spoke to him at length in Toronto. That's not happening. Never happening. The Houston Astros are still world champions, yeah, and they, they admit it that they cheated. So you're going to take the home run record away from a guy who insists that he didn't, and you have no you have no fail test. And should it happen? Like, should baseball do you know, Baseball do something? What? Take the, How deep do you want to dive on this? You're not taking championships away. Are you going to take any of the Roger Clemens Cy Youngs away? Are you going to take his strikeouts away? Yeah, How far do you want to go with this? Um, now Garrett Cole, um, he has a record as well. The his season strikeout record. Let's hear from Garrett Cole on tying the record. I think it's more special, you know, because of what Aaron did tonight, to be honest, um, really special number. Kidry was so good for us and so magical and his record held for so long. I don't think you like dream of it, but it's just to be mentioned in the same category as the Yankees legends. It's 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 a little it's hard for me to wrap my head around it at this point. You know, we 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 talked about this on the air yesterday, and I, I'd love to get your take on it, guys. When Gidry struck out two hundred and forty eight men, people cared about striking out. Now Garrett Cole has struck out the same amount, and people strike out routinely two hundred times a year. Right? See, Bear agrees. So Yeah, Bear feels strongly on that. So, my point is, and, and, you know, a lot of people went back and forth on social media. I was reading it after the game that, but, you know, Gidry got to pitch every four days and threw eight or nine innings. Well, you know what? Garrett Cole's a horse, too. So he throws a lot of innings as well. So mm-hmm. does this mean a little bit less? Because Garrett Cole strikes out almost 11-point-something guys per nine innings, and Ron Gidry struck out about 8-point-something guys per nine inning. But – was the was it easier to get a strikeout now than it is then, or than than it was then? There's no question; it was way easier to get a strikeout now than it was then. But you can't ignore the um, the pitching, the, the the innings. He has struck out. Let's see how many how many is it now? Two hundred and forty eight, right? In a hundred and ninety four and two thirds innings. So Gidry, if you allow me to punch it up here. Gidry in that season when he had the 248, didn't even lead the league, by the way, <laughs> um, did it in 273 and two-thirds innings. Wow, so that, that's a lot of that, innings. To me, that's that balances it out. That balances it out. Like, do, like, do I think that if, if um, Gidry pitched 273 and two-thirds innings this year, he would have 350 strikeouts under, under these current um, restrictions, like well, the, the current – rate in which batters strike out but if Ron Gidry was pitching in 2022 he would not throw 273 and two-thirds innings he would throw 200 innings like everybody else Peter what's rolling up the uh the pups I I don't know they're both of them there 
No, no, it's just Bear. He, I don't know why he's... No, no, be- no. Uh, Rocky is with Natalie supporting her somewhere. Thank you. It's a good point. <laughs> mock it unless you're intentionally mocking it. I am intentionally mocking it. I, I, what? That you know may what? not age well. I'm just telling you. What, what exactly? You don't it know. May not. May not. I don't, I, I don't believe in it. I don't. I. I, I see, this is one of the strongest women I've ever met. I, she yeah, doesn't but, need a support dog. I. You know, when you brought this up last week, mm-hmm. me bringing the, the the dog to the game. Yeah. The amount of random haters I got who were really angry about it. People like, are angry about everything. It, it like I understand it's a funny goof, and it, I I get I get you making fun of it, and I, I I chuckle about walking around with a seven pound Maltese also, but people really thinking it's a sign of like disgusting privilege that we well, brought the dog. It, to the game. But it does come across that way. I'm sorry. Why? Uh, well, because there we're are not, people. We're not we're not doing anything that normal people can't do. But but that but that's what you don't know because like I know there are people that spend a lot of money for dog walkers. They spend a lot to take care of their because they've got to work and they want to go out and they want to do things and they need somebody to take care of the dog and go, well, I could just say I need a support animal and I could bring them to Yankee Stadium or City Field or Madison Square Garden. Well, but I, That's I, I do that also. It's not no, like I, I know that. Don't do that. I know that. But not everybody knows the story. Oh, oh, and knows sure. the, so I, I am not going to go Michael's route. But you could see people going, oh, yeah, Peter getting – Peter and his girlfriend or his fiance bring the dog, and meanwhile I'm paying two hundred bucks for a dog walker because I I I don't have that privilege. I don't have that, in, you know, because they're probably just thinking what what exactly is going on here. I on the surface I can see people kind of looking at it strangely, but I know you and I know and I and I know I, her. I, I, through so you. can I. So I can yeah. see it too. But all it would take is a moment of thought and research to think about it. And listen. If Rocky was a German Shepherd, I wouldn't be able to bring him to Yankee but Stadium. You He's do, a seven-pound, non-allergenic I know, dog. But we do live is. in a society, Peter, and yeah. I'm not saying it's right, but it does exist, and, and we're we're coming around on it. That people think that you know, you know, therapy and stuff that you come across as weak to say that you need emotional support. Like that's still something that's not readily accepted by society the way it should be. You walk around with a cast on your foot, everybody thinks it's fine, but God forbid you go talk to somebody, what's wrong with you? We still live in that society. So people are going to look at that, a, mo- a support animal, really? Come on, give me a break. That's By the way, if people, saw, if, if people saw how much I had to spend on therapy every week, they'd give me a break. Oh, but not having to but pay would you dog. agree that as much as we've come a long way in society, that we still have a, lo- a much more longer way to go for people yes. to accept See, this, 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 that. This, this, getting too deep. Here, here's my issue. Okay, <laughs> Very deep. Here She's go. engaged to a guy. Who is as close to an animal as you could get? Hairy, stocky. Oh you could my. be her support animal. Um, <laughs> that's um. Doesn't need I mean, a dog. <clears throat> She's got you. Without Jeez. more information, Peter, <laughs> someone could come could say that Michael has just made a cogent point. <laughs> not not for you looking like an animal, but saying what more support do you need than your fiance? Oh, oh, not that I'm a, not that I'm actually a support. No, animal. no, no. I, I that am was, not that an was, animal. That was a colorful way of Michael telling his story. Right. And by the so, way, when, when I was talking about people like accepting things, I was I was talking about Michael because clearly Michael is not accepting. Right, he, this. Now, <laughs> now, maybe I could wear a vest that says service on it, like a service dog, and then you could get into ballparks for free. See, now we're talking. Just like Rocky uh, did. Yeah, well, listen, service is in the eye of the beholder. So all you need for me to get butter into, like, Madison Square Garden, a little vest that says service. Well, 
No, you need to you need to get some paperwork done and right. t- and prove that they're a service dog, and then you provide that paperwork. All right. And also, but to be truthful, every venue's different about it, and I generally think they're easier because he is so tiny. That's just that's you want the privilege. It's tiny right. privilege. He is tiny, and so at no one cares. Yeah, the, the, because. The, the, he, the service he can... Rottweiler goes down a little different. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. You bring in a a, a service Mastiff, right. I think the conversation is going to be harder. <laughs> yeah, you you would be riding it in the Madison Square Garden. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, that if you want to talk bias, Rocky lives a, a a very glorious life as a tiny creature. Let's hear from uh, Tyreek Hill. Of course, tonight Tyreek and his Miami Dolphins will get a shot at Cincinnati in Cincinnati, and if you recall. Last year when Tyreek was in the Chiefs, him and Eli Apple of the Bengals had a bit of a feud. Here's Tyreek Hill calling out Eli Apple. We're looking forward to the challenge. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to go against Eli Apple, man. I owe you, boy. I owe you. I'm here. The cheetah is here. Cheater. Cheetah. Cheetah. Oh, cheetah. I'm sorry. E-R. Yeah. That, no, it's cheat. Michael would say cheater, but it's a cheetah. So you take a shot at my New York accent. Interesting. Mm. Very, he can't defend very, himself? Very solid guaranteed contract. Right. So you've been laying like haymakers on him. He gives you a little jab, and <laughs> now the crazy. show's over. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's like, exactly, Don. It's like we're sparring, and he's not even wearing gloves. He's just bare-fisting me to the head. I decide to give him a little jab to the chest, and he, and he starts calling time out. Let's hear from Saquon Barkley. Sure. Um, asked what he thinks about playing on turf. At the end of the day, just blessed to play football, you know, go out there and play Sunday. Personally, I'm not really a fan of turf. Uh, starting to understand, you know, when I was a rookie and, uh, you know, older guys were complaining about the turf. And I guess you start having a little more understanding to that. But you know, I really don't look too too deep into that, whether the turf out there or not. I just try to go out there and perform at a high level and my team win. Um, that's something that I can't control, so I try to control what I can control. What a loud camera. Oh, good point. It was a loud camera. It's a really great point by you. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Now let's move to the Jets side of things. D coordinator Jeff Ulbrich um, being asked, is it hard to take Quinn and Williams out? during defensive line rotations that is the instinct for sure you know there's like these critical moments in game and why is Quinn not out there you know and you look to the side and he's gasping for air you know so just got to be judicious with it got to absolutely use him as much as we can and as much as we can in critical moments for sure you know but I still think there has to be a level of rotation he plays at such a high clip and he goes so hard that sometimes more is less or more isn't necessarily as good because now you're you're not seeing the speed the explosiveness all the the special stuff from athletics standpoint that he brings do you take that any type of way no. michael any any sort of slight towards quinnon no no why you did uh, i at, I, tell you, I at first I, I did 
And when he said gasping, I look over and he's gasping for air, I did. But then as it went on, I thought, no, I think he's just saying the guy plays so hard, you got to give him a breather. When I saw it in print, I thought, why would you say that? Are you saying that he's not conditioned? Are you saying that he can't go out there and play every down? But then hearing him explain it, I, what he's trying to say is is that it, it is impossible. Like you're telling me why isn't he out there. Well, I'll give you an example why he's not out there. Look, he just he played uh, at a high level for a bunch of plays in a row, and we got to get him out of there. Look, he, he's, he's gasping for air. Like Not in a way like he's not conditioned. It's a really difficult position to play, especially this time of year, guys. It's not 20 degrees outside. All right, so and, and you don't have the preseason and the conditioning programs that you had um, back in the day. So isn't it possible that early on in the season, I, I've been told that a lot, early in the season there's always going to be a rotation. I don't have as much of Let's a problem from... as when I saw it in print. Zach Wilson, uh, will you change the way you play after the injury? No, I'm full go. I'm, I'm going to be you know playing ball how I can. You know, if somebody comes up, make somebody miss, get out on the edge, extend plays when I need to, hang in the pocket. You know, I'm planning on being exactly exactly how I should be. Uh, Wilson also asked, "Is he excited to be back?" Yeah, super excited. You know, not just Garrett, but everybody. I'm just, I'm just, you know, psyched to be back on the field. Um, you know, going through the whole process. You know, it's it's the happiest I've been in month in the month. And Garrett Wilson was asked how Zach looks. Uh, he looks good. You know, obviously, first day back, you know, it takes a while to get into that groove and everything. But uh, he looks real good. Um, so putting the ball in tight, tight spots and, and really slinging it. So I'm excited. I guess his ribs are okay. I, I presume. Yeah, that was a, a nasty, nasty moment there on Sunday for Wilson. He got he got banged around a lot on Sunday. And he's, he's, not, a gi- he's not a large fan. No. He was as slight a guy. I think I asked him that during the interview. He, he's so unassuming. You would never think the guy's a pro football player. He's your favorite. Uh, I love him. Him and, um, and Bar. He likes Barkley more. Yes. yes. Oh, Saquon so if, and if you Saquon's. had to save one person drowning, and you can only save one, it would be Saquon. I don't think there's any question. Well, you know, it's, no, well, hold on. Let me, I'm actually going to stop you there because though I love Saquon, I felt a little bit more of a connection in the conversation wow. with Garrett Wilson. Wow. If you remember back, Don, if you remember both conversations, uh, M- Michael, you were, you were, I don't know where you were. You were I was on suspension. But you, were, you were suspended. Right. Don and I were at, at Giant and Jet Camp. And yet, mm, if, you, if you think about it, if you remember, Don, Saquon was great, but I wouldn't say there was any sort of real personal conversation. Garrett Wilson, I think I connected to. I might save Wilson. That is but if I let go of him, if I let go of Wilson, I'd scream Wilson and cry like Tom Hanks and Castaway. And also, there's no um, way Saquon would drown anyway with those quads and thighs. Those are flotation devices. That's a great point. Uh, Kansas City and Tampa, the game will remain in Tampa. The NFL has announced um, it's at Raymond James Stadium on Sunday night. But uh, so far, things look okay. Um, the stadium, Raymond James, was generally spared by the storm, so people expect the game to take place in Tampa. They had a contingency site at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, but they will not need to use it. Now, Don, tonight yes. there is a game. Cincinnati hosting the Dolphins. You Don't pick it yet. Very Don't much pick it yet. Why? Because we're going to do it next segment. Ooh. I thought the rule was during ENN. No, 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 no. That's when he's leaving, when he's got some charity to save. 
Wait a minute. No, okay. no, no, no. no. It, 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 it's, it's, don't make my philanthropy seem like it gets in the way of the show. Okay. It did that one day. Well, just that one, but we weren't even supposed to make a big deal out of it, and you just ruined that. But I think I think traditionally we try to do it in ENN because of you. Well, I'm leaving. here until 7, baby. Right, so today we can make an All exception. Right, so but Peter, I'm not the one that leaves after ENN, am I? No, it would be me. No. One time I'll I did it. We could go nice. today. Now, this is interesting. Do you guys see the story about the Dolphins uh, practice footage that's been leaked on the Internet? No. No. Talk to us. Yeah. Um, earlier today, it seemed that footage of Dolphins practice from Wednesday was leaked. It was taken during a walkthrough, and apparently the material's all over Twitter now. However, it's now being reported the, the Dolphins noticed people watching their walkthrough on Wednesday. So they made a, an adjustment. They had 12 players on offense. Fake plays, potentially? This is from Tom Palisaro. Fake mm. plays, fake routes on real plays. Either way, Mike McDaniel and company staying one step ahead. Football's so weird. Football, to me, is the only sport where if you somehow got footage of practice, it could, like, ruin a game plan. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little Tonka truck, no? It, it not it? It's a little bit of hogwash, don't you think? A walkthrough? How much are you getting from a walkthrough? Nothing. Oh, but the geniuses know. Well, if the geniuses know, then they don't need to go steal your, although the genius did, but you know what I mean. Walkthroughs? Come on. Um, in Brett Favre is repug news. <laughs> uh, Brett Favre's charity donated to University of Southern Mississippi Athletics, uh, the the University of Southern Mississippi at hmm, the Athletic three, Foundation. Two, one, go. Okay, Hall of Famer Brett Favre's charity donated to University of Southern Miss's Athletic Foundation while he pushed for state funds. So his charity, Far for Hope, donated more than one hundred thirty thousand dollars to Southern Miss specifically their athletic department, from 2018 to 2020. During the same period, Favre was trying to raise money for a new volleyball stadium at the university. Now, of course, if you missed the whole beginning of this and have been under a rock, literally this money was coming from the welfare system in Mississippi. And he was making illegal, or not illegal claims, false claims, um, speeches that didn't happen, things of that nature, all under the promises from local politicians that no one would ever find out that the money was being funneled to make a stadium at Southern Miss. I I hate to involve the children because you know how I am. I love children. You love the kids. But his daughter must not be that great of a volleyball player that he's got to build a volleyball facility because she's going there. Why didn't you go to UCLA or something? Why don't you go to the University of Hawaii? If you're that good of a volleyball player, he is bilking the government out of funds that are supposed to go to poor people to build a volleyball stadium so his daughter could play there? That's what it sounds like. I mean, are you kidding me? It's it's pretty bad. Um, last thing, guys. 
we've talked about the rule changes for baseball next year, including the pitch clock. Well, the average time of minor league games post-pitch clock dropped 25 minutes to 2 hours and 38 minutes this season. Wow. So, if you're trying to get a gauge on the level of impact, at least in AAA games where there was uh, clocks at 14 seconds with no runners on base, 19 with runners, it affected games by 25 minutes. That will do it for ENN on this Thursday, September 29th. Well, ESPN New York and the Daily News are giving you the chance to be at Lambeau Field when the Jets take on Green Bay. You know, Lambeau Field is where Brett Favre used to play, including round-trip airfare, two-night hotel stay, and a VIP tailgate passes at the Tundra Trio. All you have to do, easy, be the first caller right now at 888-987-ESPN to correctly identify the New York Daily News qualifying phrase of the day, and you're going to win an ESPN New York prize pack and be entered to win the grand prize trip to Green Bay for two. Make sure you've tuned in to the Michael K. Show every day through Friday, September 30th, that's this Friday, with the qualifying phrase, that's tomorrow, of the day found in the New York Daily News. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. Yeah. Uh, can I just give a shout-out quickly? Yeah. Uh, Steve Cusimano, who did the play-by-play for the Somerset Patriots last night. Yeah. Great job. They won a championship, Yankees AA affiliate, won the Eastern Championship. With a win over Erie, fifteen to nothing, and a combined no hitter. So that's two home runs by the Martian. And I, I made sure that I listened to the end of the game, and I thought his call was great. So shout out to Steve. What a good guy, Steven Kusamano. I mean, you're just a tremendous human being. Let's see if he has the onions to pick tonight's game. That's coming back when we return right here on Yes and ninety eight seven ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.